Hi, I'm Ingo from Roast Travels, and the man next to me has probably done more for home roasting than anybody before him. He has invented a roasting machine that actually helped a lot of people to get into home roasting, to have the possibility to roast beautiful coffee at home at a low price. And the man I'm talking about is the inventor of the Bimo Roaster. Welcome, Joe Bim. Thank you very much, Ingo. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to talk more about home roasting and what we can do to uh, bring it to more people out there and make it, for those who already do have a roaster, make it easier to get the best out of their coffee. I think the, the Bimo Roaster is really known within the home roasting scene and therefore once um, you are here I'm trying to use the opportunity to get most of uh, you know, secret information and hacks and things out of you that probably isn't, isn't around yet. It's what we try to do, and, and thank you again for giving me this opportunity. What I want to try to do is impart to people, we provide you with all the options to change temperature, to go up, down, uh, change drum speed. But what we found is from professional roasters who've used our equipment, it's really keeping it simple. Um, I think at times, like we do throughout our lives, we make things complex when we don't have to. Um, using the Beemore Roaster, I now literally press just like three buttons and I'm done. I don't check temperatures, I don't do anything other than listen for first crack, make some moves at that point, and so on and so forth. We call it the KISS method. We like to keep it simple. And I find that's the best method for controlling the roaster and for getting the best out of the cup. Okay, let's stick on that. Because you said when you're doing your roasts, you just use three buttons. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me how you are using the Bimo Roaster? I literally, I do a preheat um, to temper the steel. And that's all you're really trying to do is temper the steel. Once I've done that, I put the you know, cylinder in with the beans, press a wait, and I press start. And I wait until I hear the first cracker first. As soon as I hear the first cracker first, one of the features we included was the C button, which the C button in the roasting cycle resets the timer to the approximate time it takes to go from first crack to second crack. And what we're trying to do is give the customer an awareness to keep them involved with roasting and to go, I've heard first crack, some beans go seamlessly into second crack, but with the C button reset, you now understand the approximate time it's gonna to take to get there. Now when I hear first crack, I literally press the C button, then I also will press P3, because now I wanna stretch the time between first and second. This way I sweeten the cup. It's, you will find professional roasters, if they want a brighter cup, they're gonna keep heat high. If you wanna sweeten the cup, you wanna stretch the time between first and second. And it's really just that simple. I think, you know, again, for me personally, I like to keep things simple and that is the simplest mode. And a professional roaster actually gave me that tip and it works perfectly. And this man has won a roasting competition three times for all of Australia, New Zealand, and Oceania. That's interesting, and I'm going to come back to this, but I want to stick to your way of roasting. So is it the automatic or the manual mode that you're going to use? You, you can do what we recommend, especially when you're first getting started. Just go wait and start. 
Don't get into anything complex. Learn coffee roasting. Once you understand the basics, then you can go into manual mode, P5, bring a little more heat to it so that you get the first crack a little bit quicker. Um, but you still want to, at, fir at the first sounds of first crack, hit the C button. I mean, that, to me, is the most underutilized, yet most one of the most important features we could have put in the roaster because beans, whether a, a bean out of Ethiopia is going to roast differently than a bean out of Central America. A bean that's been processed like a monsoon Malabar is going to roast differently than other beans. So you can always learn how to adjust and sweeten things. But I like to keep it simple. I really do. I, I do the manual mode, P5, a little bit on occasion. But it's the C button. The C button is everything to me. Now, we also include the feature of increasing or decreasing the drum speed. Now, when you increase the drum speed, you're going to get a little more bean loft. When you get more bean loft, you're going to get a more, little more heat penetration. And these are variables that you can play with as you see fit. But temperature controls, keep it simple. Really keep it simple. We give you the options, but again, from everything I've learned from professionals, just keep it simple. So you say you use P5 until first crack, press the C button, go to P3 to lengthen the um, development phase, and then you're finishing the roast That's by it. pressing on the cool button. Yeah, I, it's, it's, there is no way to create a unit that's set it and forget it. Um, and, and that's okay. We want to keep you involved in roasting. I call it a participation sport. We want you to be aware of what you're doing and participating in the process. But I don't do anything more than that. When I start to get even a hint of second crack, I'm going into cooling. This way, I personally can get single origin character with slight nuances of what would be developed out of second crack. I never go to, into second crack. Ever. What's your favorite bean? Your favorite origin? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it really just... I love Guatemalan coffees. I love the Colombian coffees. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Central American coffees because they're very rich. They're very flavorful. But if I'm going to make a blend, I love taking an Ethiopian that's a natural and mixing it with a Yemeni, which you get then the chocolate of the Yemeni and you get the fruit of Ethiopian. So you get like a chocolate bar with fruit and it's, it's just a wonderful thing. So I stick mainly to those. Personally, I'm not a big fan of the Southeast Asian coffees because they've got more of an earthiness to them, but that's personal. Again, coffee is a personal journey. And what amount of beans are you usually roasting in a batch? For me, um, I generally do about 380 grams to 400 because that's the perfect amount for my household. Uh, when I roast 380 to 400, that's four days worth of coffee because I do 77 grams per 1.2 liters, which I go at the upper end. Uh, I like a really rich cup of coffee. And it's in the ideal amount, and it keeps me in a four-day rotation. Interesting. Thanks for sharing this. It's, it's thank you for having me, Ingo, and it, it's really a fun journey. It's, it's, again, if you've got a roaster already, KISS method. Keep it simple. Last question about, I'm still sticking about to your, to your procedure. Are you cooling inside or are you cooling outside? When I, I, I roast in my garage because I have a complete setup. So I roast, I mean, I should say I cool in chamber. 
for me, when you roast in, in a garage setting, or in some cases people roast outdoors, I literally hit the cool button and I just open the door. I pull the chaff tray out, I'm careful to do mm -hmm. so, because it's got the blades, but I pull the chaff tray out with a mitt or a glove to make sure, because it's pretty hot, but I just open the door. Some people like to do external cooling. I've not been able to see any discernible difference by opening the door versus opening the door, pulling a cylinder, and putting it into another cooling method. It doesn't make sense to me. When it comes to Europe, you have quite different kinds of um, roasting and drinking coffees. So, for example, more up north in the Scandinavian countries, people like this bright, very light roasted, fruity coffees. Can you roast this with the Bimo roaster and what's your recommendation when you want to roast this lighter roast, this clear, fruity, floral roasts? Well, it's especially, again, the Ethiopian coffees, you can get into the Pacamaras, those type of beans. Mm where the Pacamaras are going to be more floral, the Ethiopians, any of the natural coffees are going to be more fruity. What I tell customers to do, again, this goes back to the C button. Mm. If you use that C button, you have an automatic gauge every time. Now, let's say that you're roasting um, 400 grams, and you hear the first cracker first, and you want to do a lighter roast. The C button resets it to three minutes and 10 seconds. Well, experiment with putting in cooling at two minutes and 50 seconds. If you find that's a little darker than you'd like, the next time, do two minutes and 40 seconds. The, the C button feature, when you align it with first crack, gives you a, you know, a, a base position in which to begin with. And that's where the C button becomes so, oh, excuse me, so important with what we do. So when you talk about the C button, what you mean is pressing this see this button when first crack appears. So right. when first crack is getting regular. Because what we discovered is the roaster is so consistent in how it roasts that you get a very good timeline between first and second. Yet some beans, it will migrate from first to second almost seamlessly. Now, especially for the novice, it's very easy to get confused. By using the C button, you know Again, you're, you're given a time, let's say on 100 grams, a minute 40. You know in your mind, okay, it's going to take approximately a minute 40 to get to second. I may think I'm still in first, but we know we're going to second. And it just keeps people aware of their environment, basically. So what exactly is happening when I'm pressing the C button? All it's doing, it does nothing other than reset the timer. Mm. It will... And, and what we discovered is, I think it's a minute 40 for 100 grams, I think it's two minutes and 20 for 200 grams, and I believe three minutes and 10 for 400. And, and again, it's just weight is going to depend upon how long your time is between first and second. But this, we, we want safe use, we want people to understand what they're doing and always be aware of where they are in a roast. And, and again, if you want to go lighter, all you have to do is you, you now have a timeline, you have a baseline to work off of with the C button. Mm. So you said you're pressing, you're doing your roast in manual mode and you're pressing P5 when you have a 400 gram batch that you're going to roast about to full city, so you said, a bit closer to, to second crack. 
What would you recommend then um, to change when you, for example, are roasting a 250 gram batch or if you're roasting a bit lighter or darker, would you still go with P5? It, I, again, I like to keep things simple. Mm. Um, we have enough complex things in our lives. So when it comes to roasting, mm. and this is for me, everybody mm. can decide for themselves, but I literally just do wait, start, then I may hit manual mode. It depends upon the bean, but you know, I, I switch because the temperature difference is only 23 degrees. It's 23 degrees hotter approximately mm -hmm. for P5 manual mode versus P1 auto mode. So it's, it's very similar, but if you want a little bit quicker roast, a little brighter, so you can go to the higher temperature. But this, again, I, I'm gonna, hammer on this to some degree, the C button is your friend, use it. Don't be afraid to use that. And it, it gives you the approximate time. We want people to always understand where they are in a roast. And it's easy with some beans to get confused or lost where you are in the bean. We've been talking about the Scandinavian light roasts, but mm -hmm. also within Europe, if you go a bit more south, you have these more darker roasts. Is there any recommendation when it comes to darker roasts on the Beemore? It's, what I do, if I take a coffee, again, I'll reset the timer using the C button, and I can just sense, because you get an aroma change. The, the beauty of what you do is use your senses. You don't necessarily need to see the bean. You can tell, detect by the aroma. I can tell when we're about ready to hit second crack, and if I want a slightly darker roast, I will just go to the edge of second. I can hear the start of second, I'm pressing cool. Because if you allow a coffee to rest three days, you're now going to start producing oils on that bean. You're gonna see tiny droplets of it. And I know that some people like to see oily coffees. You actually don't wanna to see too much oil on your coffee. You want that good stuff inside the bean. Mm -hmm. Some would disagree, and that's the beauty of coffee. It's to a personal taste. It's a personal journey. Yep. That's why I love this business. Coffee is personal. And we're trying to give people an opportunity to create coffee that they enjoy for themselves. You've been before talking about roasters that won roasting competitions that have been roasting on the Beemore, and also when I'm talking to quite known roasters, most of them at a certain period of their career have been working with the Bimo Roaster. Can you tell a bit more about um, who is roasting or who has been roasting with the Bimo and how they entered their um, roasting journey with, with your machine? Well, it's one particular gentleman in Australia. He's been very instrumental in giving me guidance, as a matter of fact, because my background is electronics, but his name is Andy Freeman. He has a company called Coffee Snobs, and Andy has really made my journey in ways easier and made your, what we have here even better. But he's produced with it. Then you have, there's a roaster in the United States that a company called Willoughby's and Roastmasters, they for, gosh, up until just the last couple years, used the Beemore exclusively for doing sample roasting and with Coffee Review, which is a online review company out of San Francisco, actually the Berkeley area, they had over 45 coffees that rated 90 and above using the Beemore Roaster. 
there was a company called Brooklyn Roasting Company that unfortunately, due to COVID, um, that didn't make it through COVID, but at one point, Michael was supplying JetBlue. They had 75 employees, and he started with a BMO Roaster. There's so many success stories, and it, it's quite humbling, truthfully, to see people having started their journey on the BMO Roaster and then migrate into the big professional equipment. But this gave them a basic understanding of what they were doing and where they were going to go. And you see it quite a bit. We, we, it's, it, again, it's very humbling. Mm, great. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty about this tool, that you really can enter into roasting. You can get an understanding of how the beans are reacting. And then once you're moving to larger batches, you can then still use it as a sample roaster. Well, we find that this equipment is really useful for the, for the person that's just learning coffee. But we also have found one of the things, and this goes back to our Be More Inspired program with helping farmers in throughout the world, I think we've donated into 32 different countries, is you will see farmers using this as a tool to understand their beans, what they're producing. And by understanding their beans, we had one particular story out of Guatemala where a farming community, they were making or they were being paid less than $1 a pound. They got three more roasters and within one year, they went to $2.10 a pound on two containers that they produced in that village. That amounted to an additional $75,000, for that community. That would be like writing a check for you and I of a million dollars. So we're able to impact people's lives and it gives them, it's an it's a invaluable tool in that regard. And people don't understand that many coffee farmers throughout the world have never tasted their own coffee. This gives them an opportunity to, to do that. Wow. So can you, can you tell me a bit more about the Be More Inspired program? Well, Be More Inspired came about, I was actually in Australia and I met the president of Anna Cafe, which is the Guatemala National Coffee Association. And that's when I learned how farmers have never tasted their own coffee, which was stunning to me. So I took a trip to Guatemala a few months later and we shipped 30 roasters to them. And the head of Anna Cafe openly said, for every 30 roasters, you're going to impact 10,000 people's lives. And what he was looking at is that the more money they make, the better their health care, because they can now afford it, the better their education of their children. And so it became this massive inverse pyramid. So once I heard of that, we actually created the Be More Inspired program, and we've met with the International Women's Coffee Alliance, and we've met with people in Colombia. We like to focus a lot on the women involved in coffee because 84%, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's 84% of all the people involved in coffee are women, and yet they're the most underrepresented group within the coffee community in the sense of the financial aspect of it. So we've tried to make sure that the women are involved. We've done Rwanda. Um, 32 training centers in Rwanda we were involved with, with the Bloomberg Foundation and Sustainable Harvest, give them just dues and credit. We've done it in Colombia with women farmers down in, in uh, Garzon, which is one of the national coffee associations for Colombia, largest co-ops in all of Colombia. So we try to make sure that we're lifting people up. We're giving them the opportunities that we ourselves 
the people that are using this roaster in, let's say, Switzerland or Europe or in the United States, we have endless opportunity. I'm trying to bring to these men and women that same opportunity, or at least one opportunity, to feed their children, to understand their coffee better so they improve their lives. And that's what it's all about. It starts, without these men and women, I don't exist. We okay. don't have coffee. That's a great program. So it yeah. means with, with each um, BMO roaster I'm buying, um, I'm kind of supporting the program, and then you are giving machines for free to the coffee farmers so that they can understand what they're producing, enhance their quality, and then at the end get better prices to make the life better in their communities. The coffee farmers, everybody within the coffee chain has gotten rich other than the farmers. And if you've met these men and women, they are the most humble, loving, amazing people you could ever meet. And yet they can barely feed their children. And to me, that's an affront of what we do. So once I understood that they were in this position, I felt morally compelled to do that. So every time somebody buys a Be More product, the more people, the more we sell, the more we can give away. I think, I want to say we've donated 12 to 1,400 of these coffee roasters. Um, in Guatemala alone, I think we've affected 300,000 people's lives something to that effect. So Guatemala has been probably one of the biggest recipients of what we've done, and that's because of my relationship with the people at Anna Cafe, but Colombia has benefited. Um, again, Africa, we, we do it in Kenya, we do it in Ethiopia, Yemen, not so much, not to my knowledge, only because of the unfortunate situation in Yemen. Um, but we, we, anywhere in the world they're needed, we'll donate them, and I'll even pay to get them there. Um, it's something that's important to me because, again, these men and women, they don't ask for much. They really love what they do. I was in Guatemala one time, and there were a group of men working on a vehicle, and because they don't have the best of vehicles down there in many cases, and one of the farmers turned to me and just said, welcome to Guatemala. And they can laugh about these situations, but you look at their children, and they're amazing. We also take these funds, and every year, barring COVID, unfortunately, that changed it a little bit, we have Christmas parties. We bring in doctors or optometrists. We bring in dentists because this provides the community with an invaluable service. We bring in ultrasound equipment so that all the women in the village who do come in on those days or the day that we're there, they can have an ultrasound to make sure for pregnancy, for cancers, whatever it may be, because women health is probably the most vulnerable of them all. We bring in coffee filter, for, not coffee filters, excuse me, water filtration equipment, so that they have, for the first time, drinking water in their home. It's, it, it's an amazing program and it's humbling. I've been fortunate enough to meet politicians in these countries, presidents, vice presidents, and yet, I'm most at ease when I'm with the farmer. Mm. I love being with these men and women. They are amazing people. So now you have 15 years experience or your customers have 15 years experience with working with the BMOR. Is there anything you can recommend when it comes to maintenance or uh, to kind of treating the roaster so that they have uh, a long durability? The, the key to any product 
it, whether it's your automobile, whether it, it doesn't matter. It's just small, simple things. For us, we like to see that you keep the interior clean because we have sensors that pro provide data to the microcontrollers. So it's keeping the inside clean. In America, we use a uh, product called Simple Green. It's an organic cleaner that was designed actually to clean commercial coffee roasters. Now it's not available anywhere. So any good organic non-abrasive cleaner, you do not want to use abrasives in there because we have a coating on the inside, FDA approved, you know, food grade. Mm. And this way you don't take off that, that coating and you keep it clean and you don't interfere with what the sensors are reading. Mm. So it's really quite simple. Yeah. Do a dry burn mm. every five rows, and, and we know people are gonna go, well, five, I'm gonna do 10. Mm. But as long as you're doing, doing that, you're burning out any of the oils and settlements mm that may exist in the exhaust channel. Mm -hmm. Okay, do a dry burn all the, every fifth roast? Yeah, I, I recommend Keep it clean inside. Mm. It's, it's really simple and, and mm. you, literally it's press quarter pound, start, mm. and that's it. You never wanna go more than the higher weights or 100 grams mm. for Europe because you don't need to. And second, you can overheat a sensor. People think, oh, if I do longer, it's better. Mm. No, quarter pound's fine. Mm or 100 grams. Yeah, okay. Smallest weight. And yeah. it's, it's not complex at mm. all. Mm. I mean, we do recommend maybe every six months to remove the side panel mm. and because you will get dust. Like, if you look at your computer, this thing has got PCBs in it, it's got fans in it. If you look at your computer fan, it gets that little dust on it, little mm. lint. Same thing, you wanna just clean the fans off because mm. you were circulating air by the sensors and keeping the electronics cool. Mm. But it's, it's, you just don't wanna wait years to do it. Yep. And we do see people that unfortunately will wait years and they become what we call a catastrophe cleaner. Yep. Mm. Besides of the C button, is there any other hacks or tips, tricks that you can recommend on the roaster? It's the, the biggest tip I can pass to people is just keep it simple. Don't overthink what you're doing. Don't make it too complex. You don't need to. Uh, years ago, and I will keep his name out of it, but a professional roaster in the UK uh, that's well known, he, took the, he looked up to me one time and he said, all we're doing is browning beans. Mm. Don't complicate it. Mm. We're browning beans. And I understand it. Are there nuances to it? Sure. High heat. Throughout the roast, you're gonna get a brighter cup. Stretch the time between first and second, you're gonna get a sweeter cup. And those are, that's everything I live by. Great. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thank Thanks a lot, um, first of all, for having de developed this great roaster, having facilitated for many people the start into roasting, home roasting, maybe later even commercial roasting, even up to championships. And even more thanks for sharing all your tips and tricks and recommendations and uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me.